Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 810, chapter 124, of Names. You, Vachette said as we walked through the hills, are one great gaudy showboating bastard, you know that? I inclined my head slightly to her, gracefully gesturing subordinate acceptance. She cuffed me on the side of the head. Get over yourself, you melodramatic ass. You can fool them, but not me. Vachette held her hand to her chest as if gossiping. Did you hear what Quoth brought back from the sword tree? The things a barbarian cannot understand. Silence and stillness. The heart of Ademra. What did he offer to Shaheen? Willingness to bleed for the school. She looked at me, her expression trapped between disgust and amusement. Seriously, it's like you stepped out of a storybook. I gestured, gracious, flattering, understated, affectionate acceptance. (laughs) Vashet reached out and flicked my ear hard with a finger. Ow! I burst out laughing. Fine, but don't you dare accuse me of melodrama. You people are one great unending dramatic gesture. The quiet, the blood-red clothes, the hidden language, secrets and mysteries. It's like your lives are one giant dumb show. I met her eye, and I do mean that in all its various clever implications. Well, you impressed Shaheen, she said, which is the most important thing. And you did it in such a way that the heads of the other schools won't be able to grumble too much, which is the other most important thing. We reached our destination, a low building of three rooms next to a small split-timber goat pen. Here is the one who will tend to your hand, she said. What if the apothecary, I asked. The apothecary is close friends with Kasaret's mother, Vashet said. That's the end of the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. As, uh, as you heard, this page got a big laugh from us. Yes, absolutely. And like, because here's the thing. Quoth is full of himself in this moment, but also he's earned it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and it's nice because the tension between them is is gone also. And yeah. they're, they're laughing and kind of joking together. Mm-hmm. And I think they are now peers in a way they weren't before because he sort of graduated from being his, or Bashit's student. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's full of himself, but in, like, a self-aware, self-deprecating way. Like, he knows that he's being a little pompous. Yeah, and he knows that he's, like, you know, he has done this. He's done the great showboating Mm -hmm. gesture, which I think that he was only able to do because of the naming state. I think he knew this was the right thing to do simply because he, like, fell into it and followed his his hunches, but he didn't, like, do this calculation, right? He didn't go, okay, I'll bring back silence and stillness. I'll bring back willingness to bleed. He just went, okay, I'm going to let the wind take me and do the right action. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he was consciously thinking about bringing back the heart of Ademra, and I certainly wasn't thinking about it because I forgot that those were things that we had learned. But well, we'd only you know only in the briefest way. But I think this page exists in this way so that Bashwood can spell it out for for those of us who are not that clever. Well, I, yeah, I, I even I even I perhaps the most clever member of this podcast. <laughs> Needed this to be spelled out for me. <laughs> Listeners, observe while I gently flick Nick's ear. Ow! <laughs> um, I think that there's a sort of uh, there's a sort of a funny moment happening here, in the way that you said that like they're like he's graduated from being her student, and now they can be like friends. Yeah, and, and here's like like they already were becoming friends, but there was that like that kind of uncomfortable difference of like she's also his teacher right and now they don't have that kind of in the way and uh and for a reader like we kind of we can kind of look at this moment and then just be like okay now what indeed (laughs) now what indeed like uh this is it's a bookend is it a bookend well it's like 
it feels like the whole chapter in Ademra has been leading up to this moment, and now the moment's happened, and structurally, we're just, like, not quite sure yeah. what's going to well, come this, next. This is the relief of tension. This is, like, the after the climax, if you'll forgive the expression, which was on the previous page, this is the Russian, this is the endorphin rush afterwards. Like, this, this is the is, refractory period. Exactly. Yeah. This is the release of tension where we go, oh, okay, we get to just, like, have some fun with our friends and chat, and, like, mm. you know, Quoth gets to appreciate how clever he was, and... It's very funny when he does the gracious, flattering, understated <laughs> acceptance, right? Like, yeah. So, so overdone. I'm like trying to imagine what that hand gesture would look like. I feel like it's several, right? He's yeah. like doing like several things. <laughs> yeah. Also, it is, uh, I think, funny and deliberate that she says, it's like you stepped out of a storybook, right? Because Pope oh, yeah. is always this feels conscious like a, of that. It's like a fourth wall break, but not a fourth wall break. Like, it's almost like Rothfuss pointing out, like, you're reading a story. Well, yeah, but even, like, so there is that layer of it, but then, like, one layer in from that is, like, Quoth is conscious, is always conscious of how he comes across, and he's consciously trying to build himself up as, like... And he did say he liked an audience. A character. Yeah, exactly. He's always performing, right? So this, I think, like, you know, Vashet is correct, that he is trying to make himself feel like a storybook figure. Uh, I have questions about the apothecary. What do we assume that the poth- like we can assume the, the that the apothecary is not a good person to visit in well, order to you, heal his hand? But what do we think they would actually do to him? You may recall early on when Quoth was visiting the different places, he encountered a tailor where he was welcome and an apothecary where he was shown that he was not welcome. So this is that same apothecary, and now we finally understand why mm-hmm. because the apothecary is close friends with Carceret's mother and is therefore predisposed to not uh, welcome such a. At the very least, I think that she would give him bad stitches, right? She'd make it hurt. They wouldn't heal right. Got it. You know? She would cause him as much pain and discomfort as she could get away with, is Fashet's assumption, I think. Okay. Also, I feel like they should have more than one apothecary in a place that has a whole bunch of mercenaries. Well, you don't always need an apothecary to fix things. Okay, fine. Reasonable. Yeah, I suppose, especially sometimes in you just situation. need a goat herd. Yeah, there's other people who can tend to wounds, as you can see here. It also shows that Bashit doesn't think much of like the I don't know the ethical. I guess apothecaries don't take a Hippocratic oath, but mm. Bashit is you know saying you know, we don't even know if doctors do in this world. Mm. Yeah, there is no, yeah, is yeah. there a is there a Hippocrates equivalent? There seems to be that idea in the Medica, certainly. Mm. That could be university specific, though. Yeah, probably. Mm. But I think it it shows something about that circle that Vashet is like they're they're vindictive and vengeful and and you should just stay away from them even in this moment of triumph they're not going to come around to mm-hmm. you yeah yeah they don't care that you won they're not going to take it graciously yeah they're going to assume that you pulled some barbarian trickery or that you still have which he did or whatever to be fair he did <laughs> <laughs> folks i don't know that the fey is uh um like exclusive to the barbarians is is it the fae? Like like well like I the magic comes from the fae, does it not? No, no. Oh, I assume maybe, maybe. I don't like, know. I, yeah, I assume naming was like from initially from the fae. I don't think so because there's other magic in the fae. Right? The magic Flurian does isn't naming. Yeah. I suppose was there. I, I there was the, crea- the creation war didn't originate in the fae necessarily. They were both one world. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. So it came from the world pre fae and yeah. just fae like kept a... a lot of the magic shit. It seems that way. I think it's more like their type of magic went the one way and the other type of magic went the other way. But Okay, fair. Anyway, regardless, it's unclear whether or not... It, it, it seems as though naming does not necessarily 
belong to the barbarians or or to the or to the Adem or not not to either of them. Kind no, of it, like, it, it's well, not we, we it's not culture know. specific. The, we Aetha, Aetha and Raytha seem like they had some naming energy going on, right? Yeah. But yeah. that's not how the Adam like interpreted it in that story, right? No, but they do have an intrinsic fear and mistrust of the Chandrian who and their names, mm-hmm. which I think is tied into the the power of naming. So I think they probably just have like a different. They're aware of it, but they have a different conception of of it. I think, given that this chapter is called "Of Names," I suspect that we are going to find out in short order just what the Adam make of naming and what their interpretation of what Quoth did is. Got it. All right. Great. Good talk, guys. Great talk, even. Is there anything else you want to say about this page? I am out of things. Then uh, we will continue to physically abuse our co-hosts on tomorrow's page. Uh, (laughs) Ow! The wind. Wind.